This is Saturday, May 14th. As we're thinking today and getting started, I want us to think about how we develop our attitude about ourselves and our family and our people. As we're growing up, to develop a sense of who we are, sometimes our parents teach us openly about our family and where we came from. Even if they do not, we learn much from observation, from watching how they live and hearing what they say. And as we are learning who we are, we come to see who we are not. We are taught to make distinctions between people and different types of people. Now, the visible differences like skin color and other physical features, they are easy for children to spot and use to sort people. I remember riding through remote sections of Haiti, for example, years ago, and young children would see us driving through their village and come out yelling, Blanc! Blanc! Yes, white! Not often did white people pass by their village. We were a sight to see. And because of these differences and different family stories, and because of our feelings of superiority and sometimes inferiority, we come to develop these different views of other people. We overcome our feelings of inferiority by developing stories of superiority. I remember as a young teenager wanting to own a pair of overalls. They were in style at the time, but my father absolutely would not permit it. Even though overalls were trending at the time and my brothers and I wanted to wear them, and here's why. As he was growing up, poor black children living in his town only had overalls to wear, and the stigma of black poverty had become attached to this clothing, and as a result, he didn't want his boys wearing overalls. You see, we so easily make these connections and develop these prejudices, and once they become ingrained in us, we find it difficult to weed them out. Now, because of such prejudice, the early church might have gotten stuck in Jerusalem among the Jewish people. It might never have gone into the rest of the world without moments like the one in our scripture text for today. This is Acts chapter 10, verse 9 to verse 16. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry, and he wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance. And he saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being let down from its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now let me tell you what happened. Peter was traveling about with others, other disciples, and almost from the start he had been a leader of the apostles of Jesus. He was the first to come to faith in Jesus, the one that kicked off the moment in Jerusalem with his preaching on Pentecost. 
You can bet that the other disciples were looking to Peter to see what he did with Gentiles. Being a good Jewish man, he learned a deep prejudice toward Gentiles. Jewish identity was rooted in their privileged status with God. Now it's true, God chose Israel, but they had forgotten their mission. God had told Abraham that he would be blessed so that he might become a blessing to everyone else in the world. You see, it wasn't just for him. What he received was to be shared the world over. By the time Jesus was born, the Jewish people had pulled away from Gentiles, seeking to find a place of security. They felt superior in that everyone else was inferior, really. And though Jesus sought to teach his disciples that the mission of grace was for everyone, largely the disciples missed it. Though Peter shared the message about Jesus, his heart toward Gentiles was the same. He would have nothing to do with them. They were unclean and had no stake in God's covenant. They were outsiders. So how could God change Peter's perspective and change his heart? God gave him a vision. Actually, God repeated it for him for effect so that he might get the message. See, God's plan was to return his people to their original mission, the one given to Abraham in the beginning. Now, Peter didn't know what to do with the vision God had given him. He had always stayed away from what was unclean. Why would he change that now? God had shown him. No, God commanded him to eat the unclean because God was the one who made it clean. And here's what happened next. Acts chapter 10, verse 17 to 20. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. Now, amazingly at first, Peter did still not didn't get the message. It wasn't about the food he saw. It was about his pride and how he looked at people. So God spoke to him by the Spirit and told him to go with the men that showed up at his house. Those men had been sent by a Gentile named Cornelius, and that day Peter learned that the gospel reaches beyond the Jewish people to the Gentiles as well, and that all that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now this whole scene calls into question how we view the diverse people of our city, and if our hearts are open to them, and do we see that the gospel is for them in the same way that it is for us? Do we see that God is no respecter of persons, and the things we have used to feel superior, well, they really don't matter to God at all? When we see this, we'll see why Miami is such a special place for the mission of God in the world, and we'll be thankful for the grace of Jesus and the way that it flows to everyone. Let's pray. Holy God, forgive us for the pride that causes us to think well of ourselves and to sort other people out. Give us your spirit to teach us your way of love in our city. For in your name we pray. 
Amen.